Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, oh, I have to confess, eh? I feel nervous being up here tonight. Just going to clear these little cords away so I don't trip over. Um, but it's really, really good to be here. So awesome to have so many faces that are um, old faces in the room um, and new faces in the room. Um, some of you will have seen um, the Facebook post I put up tonight. Um, to say, oh, our service is on. Um, and I was scrolling back through um, the years of photos on the Blueprint Facebook page to get to that one. Um, so it's from around 2014. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to some of the people who were in that photo um, who've been like holding it down so that we could keep meeting um, and be here today. Um, so I want to shout out to you, Era. Give it up. Um, want to shout out to Connor. Yeah, so good. Um, want to shout out to Etienne, who's possibly online or possibly in the room. There he is. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely went around, Lysandra. Yeah, you're out of All Saints. Um, can't claim that. So that was that was before my time. Um, that was two buildings ago in the in the sense of spaces that Blueprint met in. So we have been, um, in, the, in the month of May, we did a series around worship. And in the month of June and kind of a little bit into July, we are praying and leaning into um, where is God calling us together? And part of um, what we do, what we practice as God's people is whenever we're thinking about where are we going, we think about where we've been and we retell the stories of where God's been faithful and we remind ourselves of who we come from and that we um, stand on the shoulders of the people that went before us, that we are links in the chain um, for who will come next. And so it's important that when we look ahead, we look back. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be hearing some of the stories of where we've been as a community. Um, so we've got Brianne, um, who's going to be sharing soon, and um, Lauren from Lyle Bay, who'll be sharing in the coming weeks. So yeah, it's going to be a really cool time. Um, I think some of the reason I'm, I'm so nervous tonight is because if, to me, it feels like there's so much to say in this space when it comes to looking back and talking about where we've been. I just, it's like choice paralysis, eh? just like so many yarns that could be spun. Um, I have the um, high, high connectedness strength um, and context strength for people that know strength final language, which means that every story, whenever you go to tell it, you want to tell the story before the story. Um, and every story is connected to other stories. And so you're like, all of it needs to be said. So um, if you guys, if I'm going on a little bit, you can give me this sign. Yeah, so yeah, yawning, and then we'll move on. And there's going to be a few moments during the sermon where it'll be like a bit pick a path. Um, like, oh, you know, I'll say to you guys, do you want to hear this yarn? Or should we, just, should we just talk about that another time? You guys will get to kind of decide a little bit. So you, you'll, help, you'll help me hear whether, um, whether we're on the right track. Yay. So um, who here knits? Yeah, few knitters, awesome. Yeah, Bush, love it. Francis, you too, excellent. Um, so with knitting, um, this, this jumper's knitted. Um, you have two knitting needles and they work together backwards and forward and they make something out of one thread. And so the two knitting needles of the, the talk tonight are enoughness, so enough, and courage. So those are going to be the knitting needles that kind of like move backwards and forwards that kind of build um, the sweater of this evening. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
Um, we're talking about where we are called to. So last week, um, I heard that the service was so, so awesome. Um, it was a time of Lectio Divina, of reflecting on scripture together, um, of listening um, together for God, and that everybody who gathers in that space, um, whether you're reading the scripture, whether you're praying, whether you're just holding the, the stillness, is together holding a space for God to speak. And we know that um, that's how God works. Um, there's this togetherness that's important to God. Um, and so whether you were the person that got the picture or you were the person that went home and prayed about it, or you were the person that was there um, kind of being like, man, I don't know what's happening, God, but I'm, I'm here. All of that together um, is how God speaks to us together. Yeah. So that's where you guys all were. I was, um, I was at home farting a lot. I'm recovering from gastro. Um, watching Black Panther. That's where I was last week. Um, and I made um, my first journey out of the house in like four days um, to go and get some popsicles from up at the dairy because I was like quite dehydrated, like couldn't drink enough water. Um, and I had to fight the urge um, of like judging myself um, for like not being at church or not even being on the live stream. <laughs> I was like, ah, and I had to remember this profound reality that no matter what, no matter what any of us do, um, the volume of God's love for us doesn't change. And that God's opinion of us doesn't change. So um, like no matter what we're doing, God loves us and, and we are enough. That's like a truth and reality that we get to hold on to. And I was able to notice that um, last Sunday because I have seen that um, instinct in myself to be like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Well, I'm not enough over and over again. I've seen that um, play out in our community where we, you know, are like, oh, we're not good enough. We're not doing enough. Or, um, oh, there isn't enough. There's not enough um, resources for this. And that mentality that says um, I'm not enough or God's not enough is the thing that, um, it's the biggest lie that can stop us from going on adventures with God. And it's the biggest lie that um, I think stops us from connecting with one another. And so I just wanted to share that lie with you guys so that you guys can spot it <laughs> when it comes up, because that's a thing that's going to stop us from leaning in in this time of prayer. And it's going to stop us from um, being able to imagine creatively what could be. That idea of kind of scarcity, oh, there's not enough, I'm not enough. It's a big lie. And so... Um, what I want to do is just chuck on, Petra's going to throw it on for us, um, a song that I discovered last week. Some of you guys might know it. Um, <laughs> it's not the jingle for Super Saver, um, but um, it just like really is this amazing proclamation um, song by a crew over in New York um, that speaks this idea of enoughness, that we are enough and that God is enough. And I think our, um, the way we move in the world will be profoundly changed if we reflected daily on the tr on this truth so we're just going to play a few minutes of the song and i would just encourage you to just bask in this in worship um, for a minute just to reflect let the words wash over you of this idea of enoughness so just check that on friend and i'll just kind of it's a 10 minute song so we're just going to interrupt it part way through but we'll just take some time to sit with this i'll never be more loved than i am right wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. Does it take a trophy to make you cry? I'll never be more loved than I am right 
vibe <laughs> and so um i hope that that song will continue to like <laughs> what is this? <laughs> wow um i hope that that song will continue to play in the back of your minds um throughout the rest of like what we're going to talk about because that's the that's the platform that um we stand on as we pray and as we seek and as we wonder about the future there's this um, kind of one knitting needle here <laughs> um, that builds who we are and where we're going, which says 
um, God is enough. We are enough. Like, it is finished. And then there's this other knitting needle that says, there is more. Take courage. And it's to that that I want to pivot now. That, um, yeah, yeah, just going to do it. Um, so last last week um, when I was kicking back um, watching TV, um, I fought off those thoughts of like, ah, you know, no, you're enough. It's all good. Um, and if I just live in the place of enoughness, um, for me, as someone who um, sits on a lot of privilege, I'm a tertiary educated person. Um, I've got like a lot of decisions I can make in society. Um, I, could, I could sit on those things and God's love for me wouldn't change. However, God is working for justice in the world and God is against the systems of power that I sit on. And so he's not against me, but he's against the structures that could enable me to just sit and chill and be easy. And not, not everybody has that opportunity. For some people, life's real hard for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I actually do have life pretty easy in a lot of ways in comparison to a lot of people. And so I could just choose to sit on that enoughness and just kind of chill and have a self-centered life and um, kind of go with the tide um, of culture that just says, look after yourself, build up your own security, guard your own freedom of choice to do whatever the heck you want whenever you want to do it as the number one thing and only bother with God um, if shit gets real. That's kind of like the big voice in culture and society around us that just says, look after you, do your thing, um, sing out to God if you need to. And um, this, is, this is not the message that Jesus speaks. Jesus um, in the Sermon on the Mount says, um, those who suffer now, those who are struggling now, they'll be the ones that have fullness and celebration when God's kingdom is realized. And so for, for those of us who have fullness now, we could sit on it and just consider it ours, but it won't last. Um, there's this Brooke Fraser song um, which says, um, you who weep now will laugh again. All you hungry, be hungry no more. The last will be first of this, I'm sure. And that idea of um, the great reversal is, is this truth that we live in. We live with the reality that we're enough, we're chosen, we're blessed by God but that God is at work to um, bring about justice and hope in the world. And we can choose to opt into that. And so, yeah, as, as much as um, I have like heaps of um, amazing things going for me, um, this week um, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning and I was like trying to work out, oh God, how's it going to work um, around some money stuff for Blueprint, like love having like Esme and Dan and I being able to like give some of our time there like how are we going to do that how's this going to work and um had all these thoughts turning around around like oh how's this going to work and we've got the stuff coming up with some funding and the free store and Lao Bay and we need to plan another community and how's it all going to happen and I was like I need to get out of bed and I need to, I need to pray um and I have a book that's somewhere in the room that I wanted to read something to you guys from it's in a brown bag that has seasonal guide groups in it. I think it's in the back room, actually. Oh, yeah, Ty brought it down like a legend. He's going to race Daniel. So good. Um, so um, I got up to pray, and I kind of had this, this salty prayer 
um, to God where I was like, oh God, you often speak to me. Is it not in there? Yeah, Annalise, so good. Give it up for Annalise. Yeah. Thank you, amazing. Um, So I said this salty prayer to God. I was like, ah, I went to get some paper out to write down my thoughts and came across this book. I was like, God, you often speak to me through this book. You know, you could you could speak to me. That'd be great. And I opened it up to this um, beautiful prayer, this beautiful psalm that I'm going to read to you guys now. I am not sure where I'm at with money. When I've had very little of it, I've been full of theories about sharing. But when I've had more than enough, the money changer in my temple tends to label the surplus my and mine. I can't imagine the world without money, and yet it is difficult to use it wisely. Jesus said that where our treasure is, that's where our hearts are also. I think I know what he meant, but it still, does, it still doesn't prevent me from getting my values mixed up. Where is my treasure? Where is my heart? I think it helps to remember whose this earth really is. It's a truth that everything I have, including myself, is a gift from God. Nothing can be earned, nothing owned, nothing labeled with my name. When I remember that, my heart shifts focus. I lose sight of the my and the mine, of material possessions, and I reach out to worship, not the gifts, but the giver. Yeah, and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. That was such a salty prayer, but that like, fully like it was like three in the morning at this stage I was just like okay thank you and I'm sorry and and um yeah and I so I was thinking it's it's entitled currency of living and I was like man it's easy to get caught up in the currency of living being money um and that kind of enoughness but it got me thinking that like the currency of living is worship that's another sermon uh, we won't go there tonight but just to say <laughs> that. This idea um, of enoughness is like just core for us to, to stand on, to trust that we can trust God's abundance in order to be courageous, in order to do brave things and to step out into what God's doing in the world. And so, yeah, I want to read you guys this quote, which is on, it's at the very end. I said to Petra, I was like, the slideshow I've put together, we're going to jump all over it. I don't know how the order of the sermon is going to go. So just go with me. So if you go to the slide with lots of words on it, that says it's, um, it's got slightly less words than the one with even more words. <laughs> um, I back, I back Petra. Yes, that's the one. So good. So I'm going to read a little bit ahead of this. We cannot accept the view that the only task of the church is to provide for individuals a place in the private sector where they can enjoy an inward religious security, but are not required to challenge the ideology that rules the public life of nations. The privilege of the Christian life cannot be sought apart from its responsibilities. The Christ who said, come unto me and I will give you rest, also said to those same disciples, as the Father sent me, so I send you, and showed them the scars of his battle with the rulers of the world. And this idea of the privilege of the Christian life cannot be sought apart from its responsibilities has just been sitting with me all week. Um, I think that's such a powerful line and a powerful idea. Um, and so, yeah, I want to tell some stories now about where we've been called in the past 
And my hope is that from these stories, um, we'll be able to take courage and we'll be able to imagine. And for those of you who are newer here, you might kind of like get in the flow a little bit of where God has been speaking to us in the past. And um, kind of that we can be on the same page around where might be God speaking to us for the future. So Blueprint was a church plant to the inner city like 20 years ago. And we're only here because a lot of people keep showing up. And you guys tonight are the people that showed up tonight. And I've, we've had the chance to celebrate some of the people that have been showing up for a long time. Um, but I want to say that we would be like the miracles that people 20 years ago couldn't have imagined. And all of you are probably answers to prayer. <laughs> all of you are answers to prayer, whether or not you feel that. Um, yeah, there are like miracles going on through our lives and we are answers to prayer from people 20 years ago. And there'll be people um, in our city, in our neighborhood who are calling out to God and we get to be answers to their prayers into the future. And so an idea I want to bring is that each of us are called to be missionaries. That might be a missionary across the room. That might be a missionary down the street. That might be even further than down the street. But if you're here and if you're part of this family, you are called to be a missionary in some way. We have this um, big pot plant in our house. Um, it's got huge leaves. It's a monstera. Um, some of you guys will know that big pot plant. And what's crazy about it is that right now its roots are like growing out of the plant, like pot. Like it, you can trip over its roots. It's kind of like growing away. Ty's laughing, but it's true. I um, sent the photos to, in an email to myself, but I didn't put them in the PowerPoint. Um, so you guys will just have to imagine. But that monstera is like, it's ready to get into a bigger pot. It's saying, I've grown. And part of my growing is that I want there to be more life and, and bigger and bigger. And so what we, what we could do is actually like break that plant into other plants and have two monsteras. Um, which some of you guys are like, yeah, do that and hook me up. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this is an image of the newness in the world that God created and God intended. In the beginning, um, God created the world for abundance and had this, gave this commission to humans about cultivating abundance and multiplication. And fundamentalists have read the Bible and thought that just means about having babies. And prosperity gospel folks have thought that means about just like having your own riches. But what I want to say that's about is for all of us to be called to work for abundance and blessing of creation wherever we are. Whatever's in front of us, whoever's in front of us, to love the people that Jesus loves, to love and to give in abundance. Um, I would love, Petra, if you could just jump on the PowerPoint now, um, and I'm just going to quickly yarn through some of these images. And so some of the ways that Blueprint has felt called in the past, just to share some of those with you, is to be a cave. There's a story in the Old Testament around the cave of Adullam, which is a space that um, David, before he was the king, and a bunch of like ragtag people ended up taking shelter in. And it was a space of respite and a space of training. And when they left the cave, they were different people. They were emboldened. They were skilled. Um, we're told that they were mighty men and women of valor. You can read the story in 2 Samuel. And many years ago, 
um, the people that were holding the space down there felt that God was saying, this is a space of cave where people come and they grow and they're transformed, they're healed. And then when they leave, they're different people. Next slide. And that idea of leaving um, was tied up in this idea of being a launch pad. That blueprint isn't um, like a place that you just park up for life, but it's a place that people will go on from and be sent on from. And so this word was spoken and it started happening. We had the free store grow out. We had the Lyle Bay crew grow out. We had the Brooklyn crew grow out. And we expect that there will be more stuff that's going to grow out. And there's been people that have been sent out with particular passions and dreams who are now all over the world, which is so, so awesome. Um, next slide. One of the ways we can understand what happens in the cave, um, we can kind of hold in our minds through the idea of harakeke. So who's seen some harakeke this week? All right. Some people haven't. Some people need to open their eyes while walking around Wellington City. I challenge you to look for some harakeke this week, friends. So the way harakeke grows is it has um, little shoots, dirito, that are in the middle and they're really small. And then it has aferito, so the ones that support the rito shoots who are like a bit stronger. They're like kind of holding their own. And then you've got the tupuna, the elder shoots who have grown into big leaves that are way out the side. And this image is the idea of the growth that happens in all of us through life. And that as the family of God, um, we hold one another together. Our journey of faith isn't alone. And that however you are at, whether you feel like, man, I'm just a rito shoot. I'm like pretty little, needing the support. That's all good. I feel like I can hold a bit, but I'm really like, I'm still needing some, some support in my, in my kind of growing. I feel rito, all good. If you're a two-pointer shoot, all good. We're part of the plant together and that we, we grow together. And so these big tupuna, um, who, who here has done uh, like weaving or harvested flax before? Yeah, a few people. So awesome. So, you know, you don't go and like cut down the, the baby shoots. You take the big, the big leaves on the outside and those things can be made into something to carry things and to go to another place. And that's, um, I guess, an idea we've had of like we grow together and that we can be grown when we grow. Um, we grow into something that can be made into something and go somewhere else, carry something else. And that's some of what God keeps doing with people here. Um, next slide. So good. So this is somebody who um, isn't harvesting the shoots, but is like has dug a portion of the flax up to transplant it, to take it to some new soil, the same plant, but to new soil to grow there. And this, I wanted like a image of actually what that looks like. Because you can imagine like for a real big clump of flax, if you've got like cut into that, <laughs> that's going to be like hefty work and to like pull it apart and then to take it somewhere. That's like, it's kind of messy and it's like a bit disorienting. Next slide, please. This is a great stock image. Oh no, not that one. A couple more later. This one, stock image. Um, it's messy, man. Replanting things is messy. And that is some of the journey we're getting ourselves in for by being people who are up for change and who are up for listening. And I was talking to someone this week and they were like, man, I really don't want God to call me to plant something. I really would just like to stay here for the next four years. I was like, yeah, that's so, so fair. 
<laughs> that was Connor. Um, I, I chose to keep your identity private because I didn't, I didn't ask if I could share that story, but yeah, out in himself, good. Um, I was like, yeah, it, it would be nice. But some of what we do is make ourselves open to the possibilities of getting kind of munted for a while <laughs> while we get replanted. And it's not that the plant's like getting killed. It's just that it's like some of it's getting changed, you know, and that's like a little bit uncomfortable and messy. Um, so I joined Blueprint um, at the time after the free store existed and before Lyle Bay existed. And so I have been here for two plants of things. And the things that have continued to be important are trusting in God's enoughness, trusting one another and being courageous. And so that's what's going to be needed again for future things. If you can go up a couple of slides, that would be so great. Thank you, Petri, doing such a good job. Yeah, so these are our little different communities now. And here's some photos. This is from the Renew Communities website. So this is the whānau we roll with now. That used to be just one flax plant. In fact, it used to not be anything until some people 20 years ago said, let's plant something here. And now it's these flax plants which are growing in different parts of the neighborhood. And those plants are things that birds can come and sit on and rest in and take nourishment from. And they're plants that'll keep growing that themselves might be able to be transplanted somewhere else. And that's our prayer and that's our hope. Um, to be up for God as the gardener to dig us up, move our roots around and take us somewhere new. And so, yeah, there's some other things I could say, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of bring us into land here. Yeah, in, in, the, in the times of these different communities getting planted, I have seen so many amazing things of enoughness. God's provision of people, and of spaces, of houses, and of buildings, and of like resources in terms of people's skills and people's um, kind of like connections, like just so much stuff. It's not inevitable that we're here. Like there have been so many answers to prayer that have got us to be able to be where we are. And it's exciting to think like what other answers of prayer are coming next that we're praying in. Um. Yeah, so to say a couple of things I've already said again, the lies of you're not enough, God's not enough, there isn't enough, we'll get in our way. And when we spot them, we've got to stand on them and say, piss off lies. <laughs> or have a big cry and, and, and get someone to pray for you. Both of those work. So learn to spot them. The call is to enoughness. <laughs> the call is to courage. The call is to remember um, that though we have enough and we are enough, there is more, and that when things are growing, it is part of their nature to be able to produce more life. And it's not just for the plant to be like, I'm a mean plant, you know? So, yeah. Though that is what our monster is saying. It is like, yeah, got a lot of energy that way. Um, come over and see it sometime. So yeah, it is, is my expectation and my hope that um, from us honestly relinquishing before God, um, like, God, where would you lead us? That God will call some people into adventures together and God will call some people to stay and to be, oh, I'm the big shoot. I'm the big leaf on the outside now. I was in the middle, but now I'm on the outside because the other bit got transplanted. <laughs> and that, um, yeah, 
we will continue to grow together. God will make our plants strong um, and we'll keep growing forth from here. So if you're here, there's a reason you're here. It's not an accident. Um, and I'm excited for us to keep praying into what's next together. So we're going to sing um, together now and just want to really encourage you guys to um, take courage as we do so. Um, if you have a word for prayer, feel free to um, bring that to Lance, uh, not Lance, um, Jacese, <laughs> you know, they're, they're the same people now. Um, Jacese, <laughs> as a service leader, if you, if you think it's for the room um, and you're kind of like, oh, I think this might be a thing for the room, bring it to Joe or to Esme. Um, if you've just got a thing where you want to pray for someone, you can just rock up to someone and say like, hey, would it be okay if I prayed, pray for you? We totally welcome that kind of thing. Or if you're specifically wanting prayer, feel free to head over to the cross and just, yeah, make yourself at home over there and um, someone will come and pray for you. Amen. Amen.